This is Bethel Online. Welcome home. This is the next best thing to being at Bethel on Sundays. We are driven by making disciples of Jesus who make disciples. When you're online, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. When you're in Barhead, Alberta, drop in Sundays to Friday. Our goal on this podcast is to ask questions, challenge certainty, and grow a relationship with Jesus so you can go the distance and bring others with you. Thank you for tuning in. I personally think that's one of my favorite Bible stories in the New Testament. Four guys who decide to bring their friend to Jesus. Uh, Isn't it amazing how, if you look at that story, there was no room to get in, but they all made a way for him to get out. You ever notice that before? Couldn't get in, but how did he get out? Oh, they divided like the Red Sea, just like, what are we going to do here? And off he went. I love that story um, because really I think it's what the church is all about. Uh, We are here to uh, bring people to Jesus. We're here to help people come to know Jesus in a powerful way. And so uh, I really am grateful for for that story and for the the message of that story. There were some obstacles that kept that man from Jesus. Um, Number one, it was his disability. Um... On the video, it talks about him having palsy. We don't really know exactly what the disease was, but we know that in most likely in today's terms, he would have either been a paraplegic or a quadriplegic, unable to make it to himself. And um, uh, he, he, he wasn't able to do certain things. We recognize all around us there are people who have various abilities and disabilities. And uh, this certainly was one in this case that kept him from coming to Jesus. Another one that I... I don't know how to word it, but I talk about his dependence. Um, The reality is, in Jesus' case, or in this man's case, is that he couldn't do it on his own. He was totally dependent on others for um, everything. I mean, when you can't walk in those days, how do you get to the marketplace? How do you do anything? He was totally dependent on other people to help him live, to help him function. And um, he couldn't go get a job. He probably, in most cases, would have been reduced to the status of begging in order to survive. He certainly wouldn't have had the mobility aids that we have today that would allow him to get get around. And so because of his dependence on others, because of his inability to even probably leave his house, he would have felt, in many cases, like a prisoner, stuck, unable to help himself, unable to change his unable to change his life. Uh, Third thing that was an obstacle keeping this man from Jesus were attitudes, attitudes of people. Um, This man lived in a time when uh, people, um, well, always try to explain things. Remember, there's a story in the Bible about a man who is blind and the disciples and Jesus are passing by him. And... um, the disciples asked Jesus the question, who sinned, this man or his parents? Who sinned? What is that an issue? Why, why would that be an issue? Do we attribute every sickness and every problem in life to somebody's sin? That's pretty arrogant of us, isn't it? And these people were pretty arrogant. These were even the disciples. They had to figure it out. They had to uh, obviously apply 
the rule that you, you get sick because you've done something wrong. So who sinned? There's no compassion. There's no sense of how can I help? It's figuring out who did something wrong. And that's just not good. That's not wise. And the last thing that we talk about as far as obstacles, certainly there were some physical barriers, some physical obstacles. He came to the house, there was no room. Um, There was no wheelchair accessibility. Uh, There was... uh, 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 blockages for him to even get close to Jesus, uh, um, resorting to the fact that he had to be let down through the roof. Uh, there were some physical barriers, and we certainly recognize today that when people come to church, sometimes physical barriers keep them from coming and really fully participating in the life of church. Uh, when Robert Rempel was was here, Robert, uh, was when he was alive, uh, many of you maybe didn't know that Robert um, suffered from macular degeneration. He was virtually blind. And uh, although he could see some stuff, legally he was blind, and he would sit pretty close to the front of the church. But I remember certain times, there were times when, in playing with our, our video presentation and different things like that, we'd have moving backgrounds. The, the background would be a moving background. And one Sunday he said to me, Pastor, he says, you know, that background, I really, that really messes me up for, for seeing. I can't see the words because of the background. I'm confused by all the background. And we've actually talked to other people with visual disabilities, and they said the same thing. So we've tried to make sure that our backgrounds are simple, plain colors, and not a lot of movement on them. We, I would like to have movement on them. It'd be a little fun. But in order to recognize that there are other people with disabilities, we try to understand what they're going through. And so Robert taught me that lesson. Robert also taught me a lesson that you should never limit a person by their disabilities. Um, many of you don't know, and we've said it at his funeral, but throughout our church, especially the, the older part of our, our church here, um, we had wooden doors, and which were great for many years, except with our plan to protect Uh, classrooms and offices should have windows in them so that people can look in and uh, it just is a a way of protection. And so I remember one day when Robert was here at the church, I said, Robert, um, do you think you could do something about this? Could you put windows in the doors? And so all through the older part of the church, as I go through the offices today and walk through the church, I I notice the windows. And every time I see one, I think of Robert Rempel. Robert Rempel did that. Robert Rempel did that one. And it reminds me that you should never limit a person because of a certain disability because it often, often means they can do other things, other abilities. And so we should be very careful um, in, in recognizing that people do face obstacles when they come to church. And our main job in life, our main job, every one of you as I look around you, your main job in life is to remove the barriers that keep people from Jesus. Often, they're not physical barriers. Sometimes they are, and those are the easiest to fix. More times, it's our attitudes. More times, it's our fears. And most times, it's our ignorance, because we don't know any better, and we're afraid. And people scare us, people who are different from us. I remember when our daughter was five years of age. Back then, we didn't have a lot of money, and family outing would be to go to an auction mart. And every Wednesday, they had an auction. We went to the auction mart every Wednesday, took our little five-year-old girl. And one day, she came home, really, she wasn't crying, she didn't say anything, but we could tell something went on, something 
happened at the auction. We couldn't figure it out. We went the next week, and she was just really hesitant to go. And what had happened was she saw a man at the auction mark who only had one leg. He was on crutches, and he only had one leg. She had never seen a man with one leg before. Normally, people have two legs, right? And she had never seen them, and it scared her. Why? She was five years of age, and she didn't know any better. Sometimes, when people come to church who are different than us, it scares us, and we avoid them. We don't sit beside them. We don't know what we'll talk to them about. We don't know how to carry on a conversation with somebody who's different than what we are. And that should not be. We need to recognize that the barriers, ignorance, and uh, things that we don't know, um, we've got to remove the barriers and help people come to Jesus. I need to remind you, though, it's not our job to fix everyone. It's not your job to fix everybody in life. Just because somebody's different than you doesn't mean they're worse off than you. It's awfully quiet here in church today. But just because somebody's different than us doesn't mean they're worse off than us. And you don't have to fix everybody to help them become like you. You really don't. And we need to remind ourselves. Let me remind you, and these are things that are really, really important for us to say today in church. Not everyone is a victim. Quit looking at people who are different as people who are victims. They're not victims. I want you to watch this video about a guy by the name of Alvin Law, and he comes from Saskatchewan, and it's a great video. Not everyone's a victim. Start changing the labels. Quit looking at people just from the outside and see the real person. See the human on the inside. And the second thing we really need to remind ourselves is not everyone is healed. Not everyone is healed. For a church that believes in healing, sometimes that's hard to say. But we need to remind ourselves not everyone is healed. In fact, Jesus didn't even heal everyone. We're often taught Jesus healed everybody that came to him. Well, that's partially true, but partially not true. In the book of John, chapter 5, Jesus went to a pool, and it says there that there were a multitude of people, lame and sick, and Jesus picked one man out of the multitude and healed him. But what about all the other people? What about all the other people that went home that day not healed? Not everybody gets healed. Some of you have heard of Johnny Erickson Tata. Anybody? She was 16 years of age, out with some friends, swimming in the lake. She dove into the water, hit her head on the bottom of the lake, and broke her neck. From 16 till today, she is a quadriplegic, paralyzed from her neck down. And she's a Christian. And she's been prayed for and prayed for and prayed for. And some Christians have told her she lacked faith and she lacked this and she lacked that. And she has probably witnessed to more people because of her disability than any of us do with our abilities. She talks to people about trusting God even in times in the dark and it doesn't look like you should trust God. But God always comes through in the end. She's one of those people today and In fact, I have one of her paintings that she paints with her mouth. She has abilities. Maybe she doesn't have the ability to run. 
Maybe she doesn't have the ability to, to arrange flowers, but she has abilities. She's human. And there's not something wrong with her just because she hasn't been healed. Not everyone is healed. Now, in the book of John, I just would say, and I, I know my time is really run short here today, but in the book of John, um, the, the man that, uh, that was lame that Jesus walks up to, Jesus asks him a question, do you want to get healed? Great question. Simple answer. Shouldn't that be rather simple? Do you want to get healed? Says they've been sick for 38 years. Do you want to get healed? But he didn't give a simple answer. Instead, he said, well, I have no one to help me. And every time I go to get into the water, somebody beats, uh, beats me to it. Somebody gets there ahead of me. Be careful. If you ever struggle with disabilities or something's wrong in your life, don't become a whiner. This man was asked a simple question, do you want to get healed? And he instead complained about the fact that nobody was helping him and Everybody was getting there in front of them. The simple answer was, yes, I want to get healed. You don't have to explain why. Just yes. And Jesus healed them anyway. Jesus healed them anyway. That day he went home completely healed. Let me remind you, it's not our job to explain why. We don't have to explain why people aren't healed. We don't have to explain people why people suffer. I don't understand it. There's lots of things I don't understand. We don't have to explain why. And also, it's not our job to tell God what to do. Let's get off the throne and let God be on the throne. Anybody want to raise your hand? You're not on the throne. God is. It's not your job to tell God what to do. We trust him. We ask him. We allow him to do things. But sometimes, for whatever reason, it doesn't go our way. Our job is to love people. And sometimes in our desire to fix people and make them better, we miss who they really are. We continue to leave obstacles because we're blinded by what they can't do. And we forget that with Jesus Christ, they can do a lot more than we think is possible. Let's watch one more video here. His name is... His name is um, Sasha Shaw. And, um, you know, in the Bible, just before you go to it, in the Bible, we label people. And the Bible does it. We, we talk about the blind man. We talk about the lame man. We talk about the, the leper. We la- we, the Bible labels people because it doesn't mention their names. But there's people around us. You can ask their name. You know, if you're going to a church for 10 years and there's people that sit on the other side of the church that you don't know their name, that's a problem. That's just a problem. It doesn't matter that they're different from you. Go ask their name. Go talk to them like you would anybody else. It's okay. And so this man's name, he's not a man, he's 15. His name is Sasha. And uh, he has something to teach us. Watch this. You want to know a big miracle? Is the day we let rapping in our church. <laughs> but maybe some people who are having a bad day could learn to overcome by rapping a song. Um, did you know that Jesus was described as a friend of tax collectors and reprobates? 
he hung out with people that nobody else would hang out with. And did you know that one time Jesus was even given the label as being a drunk? Because he hung out with drunks. Let me remind you that our message and our mission is pretty simple. We have to remove the barriers. Just because people don't look like us, act like us, dress like us, talk like us, doesn't mean they shouldn't come to Jesus. Our job is to remove the barriers and make it possible for everybody to have a relationship with him. Amen? I pray that you're inspired today. I also pray that you're moved to action. I pray that today, maybe when we go for lunch in just a minute, you'll actually talk to somebody in the church that maybe you've never talked to before. Maybe somebody you're afraid of. Maybe instead of sitting with all your friends and buddies, you'll sit with somebody that nobody ever sits with or that everybody tends to avoid. Maybe you'll actually make an effort today to live like Jesus. Wouldn't that change the world? Wouldn't that change the world? I'll ask it one more time. Would that not change the world if we actually went and lived like Jesus? And it'll change even our church if we actually live like Jesus and treat one another with respect and honor and love. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for this people. Thank you for this place that has done so much to remove the barriers. It's done so much to touch lives of many people. And Father, may we always continue to do that. May we always have eyes to see and eyes that care and have compassion and, and, and go beyond just hanging out with the people that everybody assumes we should hang out with. But God allows us to touch the lives of people that nobody else wants to touch. Oh, there's not many lepers in our presence today. There's not many people that may have been blind for 40 years, but God, we can still touch people and hug people who are different than we are. We can still care for people. We can still live like Jesus, even in the midst of one another, and certainly in the midst of our world. So, Father, I pray your blessing upon your church today. Bless our food and bless the refreshments that have been made and prepared for us. We give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we invite you to join us for lunch. Soup and sandwiches has already been ready. Some of you have brought sandwiches. And uh, so go over into our fellowship hall and uh, we've already prayed. God bless you as you give or as you, uh, as you eat.